Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Champagne Sharks. On this episode, you got me, Beta Star. Also, we got Kenny. What's cracking? And this was an actual request from a listener. Um, there was a lot of hesitation and resistance <laughs> to yeah. do this episode. <laughs> and, and for good reason. Man, none of us would have even done this or even watched this movie if it wasn't for this request. So let me actually get this person's name and shout them out because uh, I want everybody to know it's her fault. That's why we're talking about this. Um we're going to talk about the movie You People. Mm-hmm. We were subjected to this nonsense. So, you, do you know off the top? First of all, if you listen to the show, you already know how we felt about this movie. So, I don't even think. Yeah, we already spoke. We already gave our opinions on the actual movie without even seeing it. And what's crazy is <laughs> everything we thought it was, it was. <laughs> everything exactly. we thought it was, it was. It it didn't take watching it for thirty minutes to already know what this was. Oh, that's right. It was Danny. So shout out to Danny. She's the one who uh, wanted us to talk about Danny on Twitter. Where's Danny? Instagram. 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 Okay. Yeah, this was all Danny. Um, I believe it was Danny. Let me make sure it was Danny before I go blaming poor Danny. Uh, Because it might not have been her. Let me see. Let me make sure. Because it was somebody. I want to make sure I get the right person, though. Uh, Yep, it was her. It was Danny. Yeah. All right, so everybody wanted to. I, I shouldn't give her Instagram. Let me not put her out there like that. I'm about to say, go and put her out there since she want to <laughs> uh, be entertained by nonsense. <laughs> but shout out to her. Uh, this was her request, and I told her uh, what's so funny is when I when I when, even when I had presented it to the group that this was a request, I screenshot it to make sure they knew this this, this did not come from me. I don't want them thinking this was my idea. But we do listen to you guys. We, we we have told you guys before. If you guys want us to talk about things, hit us up. We'll we'll probably talk about it. Um, despite our reluctance, we did watch it. Uh, at least Kenny and I did. I yeah. don't think the others did. So we couldn't pay Mario and T to watch it. <laughs> we couldn't pay him. Let's put like this. T said he was going to read a book. So <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I'm reading a book. I'm not watching that shit." Can y'all do this? So um, and we don't even know Mario just disappeared on us. So that left right. me and Kenny. And so. Danny, just know me and Kenny are dedicated to your entertainment. So we watched. <laughs> Look, this is the thing about the about the whole idea. The idea of the movie is where my issue lie. This is my thing about certain types of movies and how they depict certain places. Like I'm, I'm tired of the way they depict Black LA. That's what I'm tired of. Yes, I'm tired and- of the way they depict Black people who live in LA. It's either. You're Baldwin Hills, upper middle class Negro, or you're just down in Watts and you're living under the bed with roaches and the gang. And and the way that they portrayed L.A. and even South Central L.A. was so inaccurate to 2020 anything. Right. <laughs> it was so inaccurate. 
Like, it wasn't even no Latinos in it. Like, I none, don't think... none. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, there's a Netflix movie. Um, I don't know how you don't know what we're talking about because it was billboards everywhere. It was on all over the internet. Um, it's a movie that came out on Netflix called You People. It featured um, Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Lauren London, Neil Long, Julia Lewis Dreyfus. Um, so some pretty, you know, high profile names, yeah. which is what I think got people to watch it. Oh, I'm uh, sure this movie had a really good budget to get Eddie Murphy and Julia Louise Dreyfus and Jonah Hill yeah. and especially, you know, Lauren London. You know, it, that budget had to have been huge. Right. David Duchovny. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're they're in the movie. Um, it's a tale of a bi- it's a biracial love story. Not biracial love interracial. story. Interracial. Interracial. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Biracial love story. Interracial love story. Oh, a, a, an alleged romantic comedy. Um, I say alleged because it wasn't romantic or funny. At all. Um, and I think those are just two main elements you have to have in a romantic comedy. You got to have romance and you got to right. have comedy. And you got to have, yeah, yeah. And I don't see how you have Eddie Murphy and you barely have any comedy. Like, it just, it wasn't, at least for me. Um, and it helped I think Julia Lewis-Dreyfus is funny. I think oh, Eddie yeah, yeah. is funny. I think there are funny people in it. But For those that don't know, Julia Lewis-Dreyfus is from the Seinfeld show. Way yeah, back. she's uh, Elaine from yeah, Seinfeld. Elaine. She also had that show, was it um, Vice or what's the name of that? She had a, a couple of TV shows. Um, yeah, she had a spinoff show from Seinfeld when Seinfeld ended. I forgot what it was called. I don't, I don't think it was a spinoff, but it was called, she had a show with, um, what's that black comedian's name? I can't think of her name. You know her name, the famous black comedian. Oh, black um, lady. I know you're talking about. This is so bad. We are like the worst people to review anything because we don't know the names of. Go to show you how much we really watch those shows. I want to pull up her uh, her IMDb, but um, come on, what's the name of that lady? I'm looking it up right now, but um, I can never remember. But go ahead. Um, it's uh, damn, it's gonna drive me crazy though. Um, what's the black lady, the famous black lady comedian who's uh. There's only a few. Oh my God. I know. Why can't I think of her name? And it's so crazy. I can only not think of it because I really want to think of it. Um, oh, she had the TV show, uh, The New Adventures of Old Christine. That was the name of the TV show. And then Veep was another TV show that was a big hit. Um, she thought the new adventures of old Christine was funny. Um, what is that black lady comedian's name? I know it's the driving crazy. But anyway, um, Wanda Sykes. That's her name. Wanda Sykes. There you go. <laughs> anyway, um, so the movie is basically Lauren London and Jonah Hill. They happen to meet. They start dating. They fall in love. Now, what's crazy is we don't really know how any of that happens. It just sort of no, happens. No, it just does. <laughs> it's just, so poorly written. This is the thing. The way it <laughs> happened is what cracked me up because what I noticed was, and this is no no uh, shade to Lauren London. This is the, this is the writer, Kenya Barris, whatever his name is. He's the one that wrote this stuff. All he had to do, all this white dude had to do was name a couple of things and affirm her. And then all of a sudden, boom, they was having sex and or supposedly having sex because all this show was they feet. And uh, all of a sudden they're together. But let's not even get to that part. Like that's even jumping way ahead. Like we don't see anything that shows any type of romantic connection at all. And and I know it sounds like we're skipping, but we're really not. Because like skipping. It, so, like, if you if you kind of just start off, I think in the movie it starts off with some real corny scene with Jonah Hill with his family and their yeah, how quirky church. and weird they are. It's, it's a really unfunny scene. Though they're yeah. so Jewish and 
not funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he, but the way him, he's kind of a pussy at work. He's you know fumbly and bumbly and you know. Well, well hold on. So first off, you know this is the the type of person he reminds me of. So a, a lot of people out there that are into fashion, streetwear. He's one of those dudes. He's like that nerdy white Jewish streetwear guy. Everything he wears, like when the movie starts, they're in church. Uh, I don't know what the name of the church is. Um, it's syn- not they're church, a synagogue. It's a synagogue. Yeah. yeah, they're at a synagogue, and they show everybody's feet. So as they're showing everybody's feet, everybody's got on dress shoes except him. He's got on these uh, these um, Supreme Dunks, right? And he is super hyper focused on sneakers. So he's got the rare Supreme Dunks on, you know what I mean? Then when they catch him, when he's at work, he's fumbling around. He's on some sneaker website, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's one of those dudes that, what this is how they attached him to the quote unquote, the culture based yes. on his shoes. Right. So that's a perfect way to describe it. Like, so he's this rich Jewish guy from Brentwood, right? Yeah. Which is like the West side of LA, really wealthy part of LA. Where OJ's um, from, where OJ was living. Where, where Yeah, where'd you, where OJ... His wife were living. Well, OJ did the thing, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, near UCLA, just gives you some context. Um, it's very, it's very, 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 very wealthy, and um, everybody around him, they're all like rich, like lawyers and you know, rich Jewish people. And he's an accountant. That's his career. That's his, yeah. you know. And so his family wants him to get married, um, and find a nice Jewish girl to marry, um, with you know, and he. You know, and, they, and all these Jewish girls that have nice jobs, right? So this is like their whole thing, right? These wealthy jobs. Um, but he's deep down, he's for the culture. He likes sneakers yeah. and hip hop, and that's his whole thing, right? Um, he's not into the whole rich, wealthy Jewish culture of, and I don't mean Jewish culture as well. He's not really into that either. Apparently, he's into black culture, but he won't. But he won't just straight up say he's a culture vulture. But that's yeah, he his, won't just say he's a culture vulture. His friend is a, is a black uh, black girl. Right, he it's does a, some podcast with or something like that. Right, so Sam J, the comedian, plays his best friend. Um, she's this black lesbian uh comedian who plays a black lesbian comedian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they sure podcaster. did. Yeah, they a sure podcaster. did give her a, a role. Jeez. Um, but I've actually seen her stand up. Her stand up actually is unfunny. I mean, I've seen her stand up. Actually, no, she's not funny at all. But the thing about it is, they just made her play this stereotypical character. Right. I mean, her stand-up isn't, isn't unfunny. I've seen some of her jokes are actually pretty funny, but on the show, on the movie, it's not funny. She's not funny at all. Uh, in fact, I think she's kind of corny and plays the usual kind of character I would have expected her to play. Um, and it's really cheesy. But anyway, um, so he has an actual career in accounting, uh, but he wants to, his dream is to be a, a hot podcaster. Yeah. Um, and and I, as a person who is a professional podcaster, most people don't know that, but that's literally what I do for a living. Podcasting, radio, broadcasting, that's what I do. Um, Outside of Champagne Sharks, <laughs> just let you guys know. Um, but uh, it was very weird to see somebody who has an, who has this you know six figure career in accounting who's like I just want to do podcasts. That was really odd uh, about something about not, not even about something he knows about. He wants to do podcasting about some shit he has nothing. He knows literally he has, nothing. He has about. no experience of yeah. And 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 this is the thing we see a lot of people that do this in real life. So. When it comes to, and this is one thing I know this because I I'm in, I used to be really involved in sneaker culture because I used to sell sneakers. Um, you have a lot of kids, a lot of, well, I won't say kids, but you have a, a lot of people who are from outside of the culture, the quote unquote the culture, right? And they want to dress the part, look the part, they want to go to the hip hop shows, but they don't come from that. Now I don't even think 
that that was the angle that they were pushing for in this movie. I thought that I think that they did that because that's just the way things are these days where everybody gets to bite off the apple of the culture. You know, yes. everybody gets to bite off of it. So when you're watching the movie, all the shoes that he keeps on, the like there's a moment where in the beginning of the movie, he's wearing Supreme Dunks. Then you see him wearing, ha- have some Yeezys in his hand. Then you see him again with the Sean Wotherspoon Air Max 97, which is like a $1,500 shoe right now. You know what I mean? Like all these rare shoes, all this, uh, this quote unquote hip hop culture. And then he starts bringing up, he, well, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but he mentions the marathon store. And it's of just course. like, dude, get the fuck out of here, man. Right. You know what so, I mean? Like you're, it's straight culture vulture type stuff. Right. And this is, and this is the thing that, I, and this, Man, so much. I, I'm trying to skip ahead, but so anyway, he, one day he's at work. He's looking for his Uber. Now, this is probably the most realistic part of the movie, right? Only the reason why I say this is realistic because this literally happened to me. The area where he works is an area of Century City, right? Um, I used to be an Uber driver and a nanny in that exact same neighborhood. Uh, okay, so after I finished nannying in Century City, I would turn on my Uber app and I would go Ubering in that area. This that exact same thing that happened to Lauren London in that exact building <laughs> happened to me where the Uber tells you to make a left and go straight and all this shit, but you can't do it because it's actually like a little circle area and you can't go straight. There's nothing you can do. You have to literally go out of the building area and try to get out of there. She had a map. Her map was telling her the wrong thing to get to wherever she was going. He is looking for his Uber driver that is in pretty much the same car as her and apparently looks like her. And so he hops in the car. She gets upset, like, yo, what the fuck are you doing in my car? They get into an argument. And he's she's like, oh, just because we see a black woman in this car and in front of your building, you think I'm an Uber driver. He shows her, like, no, you look just like her, and it's the same car. And she looks kind of like her, and it is that car. And then, like, ha ha ha, he he. And then uh he's like, actually, I can help you get where you're going. And she he stays in the car, which makes no sense because you just ordered a fucking Uber. So this doesn't yeah, make any fucking yeah. sense. Um you could just tell her where to go and then get the fuck out and go in your Uber, but whatever. Um, somehow they end up being friends, I guess, somewhere along this Uber ride. But none of this is in the fucking movie, by the way. It just yeah. skips. Yeah. Somehow they're friends. <laughs> we don't so they know. Saw, they show them skipping down the street all of a sudden. <laughs> but all of a sudden, she has his phone number and they're cool and they go on a date. We don't know shit about what the conversation was like in this car ride. We know nothing. They do a horrible job showing you how they connect in any way, shape, or form. Next thing you know, these motherfuckers are on a date. And this is where I get irritated. <laughs> what? This is where I get irritated. Mind Be- you, this girl is like wearing public enemy shirt. She's all yeah. like wearing onk. She's clearly like on some pro-black shit. She's like into fashion. And this, mind you, so the thing that he's into, the quote-unquote culture, this is pretty much her career. She's into fashion and styling. She does styling. She wants to do like uh, styling for movies and costume design for movies and shit like that. That's like her whole little thing. So she's this is like her world. This is what she does. And he just wants to like be a part of that in his in his way. But again, so I guess where they're supposed to connect is on their date. They like go to a museum and they like funky art or whatever. But again, there's no nowhere is it written in the script. No. We're supposed to assume how they connect. Yeah, we're supposed to assume. <laughs> We don't know how they like each other. Then what does she see in him? What does he see in her? What do they connect on? There was no romance. What so fucking ever? It looks no. so mismatched, and which is fine. My issue isn't like how everybody was saying, "Oh, she would never be with him, and he would never be with her." 
part of what makes it a movie is we're supposed to be able to suspend belief, right? Who cares what would likely happen? You're supposed to write it in the fucking script so we can see how they would connect. What kind of fucking writing doesn't even show you how they connect? We have because they they want they want what they were what they were hoping for was the optics. So they were hoping for us to just assume because, you know, this is this this type of stuff. This and this isn't the first movie. This type of stuff is this Twitter stuff. You know what I'm saying? And this is just to draw up debate and draw up conversation. You know what I mean? Because they know that these days people don't watch movies for the like you said, to suspend belief. They watch it for clicks. They even you know, everything is for clicks. Even movies are for clicks. So when you see Jonah Hill and you see Lauren London, stop right there. The optics, the clicks. Conversation, Twitter. conversation, yeah, because he's white, Jewish, and she's black. She's then pretty, the, and, he's and they hideous. know that the conversation is going to spin into other places because she was with Nipsey Hussle, and Nipsey Hussle died, and Jonah Hill mentions the marathon store in the movie. Like that is that type of stuff. Why they don't give you the nuances and give you the information that you need to understand what is this even about? What is the point of this? So right. you don't even get it if you're a person watching the movie as a movie watcher, a movie goer, which not too many movie goers these days. You ain't going to get it. It ain't going to make any sense to you. But so when was... you see them oh, sorry, down the street and then they end up in a museum. <laughs> and what does he do in the museum? Picks up a pair of fucking shoes. <laughs> like wherever he goes, he's got another shoe in his hand. Like it's, it's this whole streetwear, sneakerhead, weirdo culture that people are, you know, in, involving themselves in. Which and I don't want to go down the the road of the history of all of that, how that connects to hip hop and black culture and all this kind of stuff. But it just it's a perfect example of how the quote unquote culture is open for everybody now. There is no gatekeeper. You know what I'm saying? Nobody's a gatekeeper to hip hop, black culture anymore. And every anybody, including Jonah Hill, who's from Brentwood of all places, can go out and buy his way into the culture. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Exactly. And you know what was so crazy? Again, I don't want to skip because there's so much bullshit in this movie. But I'll say this part. And this is consistent throughout the week that irritated me. Here's this girl. You know, her character is from South Central LA. Baldwin Hills area, right? Which is still South LA. She's with this guy who's... She's trying to break into the world that he's already got access to. Right. Her whole thing that she's doing is, quote unquote, the culture. That's what yeah. her world is. It's it's her fucking culture. She's dating a whole culture vulture. I just didn't see like again. It's not written in the script, so I could I couldn't see I couldn't make the connection. And nowhere does she even actually call him out on this. Well, not only is she not only is she dating a culture vulture. That that's not the part that cracked me up. The simple fact that we know in the movie that she's into fashion and things like that. She starts dressing like him. <laughs> they go inside the museum. Yeah. They see the Sean Wotherspoon Air Max 97s. He's he's and the next thing you know, they show him it's the corduroy looking shoe. Next thing you know, they come out walking out the place and they both got him on. So she didn't know anything about any of the sneaker stuff until he showed her. Right. And she's a fashion person from come LA. On, come on. You know, it just the, the shit, there was so much shit didn't add up and they didn't write it in. Like, no. You can't make things that don't add up and then you don't write it in so we can so we can add up. Like the shit Lauren got a big bag sense. to make this movie. She got a big bag to get in this movie. Because I, I mean, know she could have did better than this. I mean, to be fair, Lauren London, it's like she does big movies. She's not like, <clears throat> outside of being tied to Nip, what was she really doing? Nothing. But that's right. the whole point. Because she's tied to Nip, I'm sure she could have requested a bigger bag than And this. I like Lauren. I have no issues yeah. with Lauren. Yeah. So that's, not, that's not shade at Lauren at all. But, I mean, she wasn't doing really big movies. No, she wasn't. Um, 
But it's just, I, I just didn't understand the writing in this at all. Like, even if I, I can, there's so many things, and there were so many opportunities also to make real discussions about things that they did not do because they just clearly don't have the capacity or the ability or the interest to do. No, they, they don't they, have the skill. And the they skill didn't have skills. to do. Because yeah. it was like, okay, you're making this movie with all these controversial topics, quote unquote controversial, or just interesting conversation. You couldn't, you have these lines that could have been opened and you just didn't go anywhere with them. Well, I mean, you remember in the beginning of the movie where he's in the pot doing the podcast with his friend and they start having the woke, quote unquote, woke conversations about Black Lives Matter and Barack Obama sniffing cocaine. And it's like a bunch of it's and that's the and that's the thing. And that's my that was my thing is that I'm sick of the way they depict black people specifically in LA when it comes to consciousness. Everything is everything is pretty much just something that happened. It's like people don't believe that people on the West Coast, specifically L.A., because they don't do this for black folks in Oakland because they know better because the Panthers come from there. But they do this for pe- black folks in L.A. that really black folks are just too busy to even worry about that. Everything's a joke. You can't take anything serious. You know what I mean? Um, the, 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 their their generation is the most important and nothing else matters. What became what came before them doesn't matter. It, it nothing matters. It's, it's everything is just a fluke, basically. And you can make a joke. But I understand the whole idea of making the jokes about Barack Obama and the cocaine Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? And you know, we've talked about that just in real life, but a little more, a little more, a little more depth, please. Yeah. I, I just it it was just super weird. I didn't think it was very um realistic portrayal which is i don't uh, king of Barris was born in la i don't really know if where, where in, in la is the question. i don't really know i don't know yeah. i i don't know where he frequented but his portrayal of la is he was born in bullshit. la county um i don't know i don't know much about his background don't really care but he's corny and it's terrible uh how he portrayed la um a lot of it was inaccurate um i didn't really appreciate how he kept trying to show like this sort of of differentiation between these different parts of LA and they were still very inaccurate. First of yeah. all, like so throughout the so let's just skip it. Let's just go ahead because uh, so they date they're dating or whatever. They get to the point where they decide you know they love each other and they want to meet he they were supposed to meet each other's families right. So Jonah Hill takes him to meet uh Eddie Murphy. takes uh no no Jonah Hill takes. Lauren London to oh, meet, to meet his, family. his family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Julia Lewis Dreyfus is his mom, and David Duchovny is his father. And they're of course being weird white people, um, in all the ways that you would expect them to write the weird liberal, yeah. fake liberal, rich white people. Um, but it was so on the nose and over the top that it wasn't funny. You know, it wasn't what I mean? believable. Yeah. It wasn't believable. Like there were certain things that I think were somewhat believable, like how you know liberal white women try to be like, oh, look how not racist I am. Yeah. But it was just so not done well that it came off. It was just it was just not done well. It just wasn't funny. And I felt like they were trying too hard. Like yeah. it, 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 it just didn't come off well. Um, and again, nothing about it was romantic. Like I couldn't figure out what they liked about each other. The whole time I'm looking like, what, what do they like? What do they like about each other? Yeah. Yeah. Other than, um, other than, other than he wants a girlfriend and she wants a boyfriend. That <laughs> right. was it. That was literally it. That was literally um, it. They both were desperate. That's pretty much how it came off. 
Um, and you can't even imagine Lauren London being desperate. That's absolutely that, not. That she even was work. fine in that movie. She's gorgeous. She's yeah, she was fine. Listen, Lauren London is so unbelievably gorgeous. It doesn't even make sense to yeah. put her in a position where she looks desperate for anything. And, and yeah, like it yeah, doesn't make any sense. And she and she's thicker, so she looks thick and gorgeous. Like yes, the whole movie. <laughs> very, very thick, very and, just scrumptiously thick and gorgeous. Yes, beautiful. Yes. And so you're just like, okay, this none of this is adding up. They're not writing it in the script. Um, and you're just sitting here like he's meeting the mom. Mom is being weird, white, liberal. Dad is singing John Legend. It's just like, okay. Um, I think the dad was probably the closest part to being funny. Yeah. Or at least being um, accurately normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was about it. And then I'm trying to think what else moving forward. Um, so then they go to meet the he they meet his parents. Uh, I mean, me, her parents. Uh, yeah, that irritated the hell out of me. <sighs> doing the most. This is my thing. And Eddie this Murphy's was, a militant. Yeah. He's but this a, is the thing, though, uh-huh. that irritates me about the way they depicted Eddie Murphy and his wife, who is Nia Long, in the movie. Who's also gorgeous. Very gorgeous. The problem is this. They always love to depict Black families as the younger kids today they don't care anything about what happened before them. And the parents are always out of touch. Right. They're black, out of touch. Now, remember, he's coming into the restaurant with a sweatshirt on that says Fred Hampton was murdered. Right. 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 But they're but they also live. What, where, what neighborhood do they live in in that movie? Did they ever mention Baldwin Hills? I think they live in Baldwin Hills, though. So Eddie, Eddie Murphy is a militant living in Baldwin Hills, who clearly his mindset is pro-blackness. Right. Right. Pro-blackness. But his kids are raised like even when you listen to the son his, her brother he's yeah fucking annoying just his his entire vibe the whole thing about him is just annoying you can tell you yeah. date some white blonde some blonde white chick right and then when dad brings it up to him he'll he'll say man even kanye's with the white woman why can't i that type of weird shit. right right it's just weird you know what i mean so they, they always depict the kids of, of the kids being so far advanced that they don't need or care about racial progress and the parents are just stuck in 1966, even though they live in Baldwin Hills. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And exactly. Eddie Murphy is out of touch, almost annoyingly pro-black, you know what I'm saying? To the point to where, like, I know very, very, very pro-black people. They don't behave that way around white people. Like, you don't have to be, you don't have to put on, you don't have to put on an act for white people to show them that you're pro-black. Yeah, they're not doing the most. They're not doing all that just because you're dating their daughter and the, the kids, the, the daughter is black and the, the boy is white or whatever that is, whatever that means. It was right. just doing a little too much and it just wasn't, I don't, it's a movie, so I'm not going to say it wasn't believable because it's a movie. But even in a movie, and Eddie Murphy's my guy, that's my dude, you know what I'm saying? But it was just kind of, you know, well, over I, the top. I think characters can be over the top in a movie, a comedy the problem is you have to execute it very well. Yeah, even Eddie Murphy wasn't funny. I don't. Yeah, his character was a little too straight laced to be funny, which was weird because yeah. Eddie Murphy is brilliant. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do, and and I, and they were at Simply Wholesome. That's a very popular restaurant here. It's a black owned uh cafe slash restaurant. Um, Caribbean black owned. Uh, they have a lot of smoothies, healthy food. They have a health food store. Yeah. Um, so that that was that was strategic. Them putting that. Them going in that particular place was very strategic because yeah. that's what they were talking about, like healthy smoothies, whatever they were talking about when they were there. It's a no, very... when they were talking with the with the daughter. Yeah, when um, he was talking talking with the daughter and the son. 
Yeah. So that was that was that's one of those places where if you want to get like sea moss and all that type right. of stuff, Doctor Sebi's recommendations and stuff. That's all that kind of stuff over there. Um, it's in a Janae Aiko video if you look it up. Simply Wholesome yeah. is very very popular. Um, it's on Slauson. Um, and this actually has really good smoothies. I do highly recommend that place. Uh, <laughs> the the customer service is ass, but the Jamaican <laughs> patties are delicious. Right. Um, <laughs> but um, the uh. Yeah, so that whole thing was like weird how they had the dad being extra militant and, you know, the kids were just like oblivious. Like, oh, but, you know, at the same time, Lauren London's character is like wearing public enemy shirts and, right, you know, right. so which is it? You know, is she oblivious? Well, well that just goes to you that is she conscious? his kids are performatively like, black, but right. not consciously black. Right. Um. So then it was just like, it was it was different. It was all types of stuff throughout this movie that was irritating me. Uh, so fine. So you get to so anyway. So they meet um, what's the guy Jonah Hill, Neil Long, and Eddie Murphy meet yeah. Ezra Jonah Hill's character. Um, and that's weird and awkward. Uh, I can't remember everything that happened. I blocked out that part. You, you well, just watched well, the, it. Well, the thing about it is what what irritated me about that, and a lot of you guys are gonna hear hear me say that a lot because this movie is very annoying and irritating. Um, of course, they meet at Roscoe's of all places. Um, Jonah Hill wants to take them to dinner, so he takes them to Roscoe's because, of course, you know, to white people, the only black rest, the only black-owned restaurant in LA is Roscoe's. Was that where he took them to when he met them, or is that when he took them to Santa? When he was to? trying to ask them, when he asked them if he can marry her, was he that, took them that, to Roscoe's. Well, that wasn't when they first met him, though. No, that wasn't when they first met him. But what, what was it when he first met him? Where was that? I forgot. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, he took him to go. He went to go ask because all this the reason why it's, it sounds weird because all this stuff happened in such a very short period of time. <laughs> Thirty minutes into the movie, and this is all happening. <laughs> I swear, so, <laughs> I'm not making this up. Thirty minutes. So, and there's no real script to get to like how any of this happened. So, at some point, they fall in love. We don't even know how that happened. He gets to the point where he's going to ask for her hand in marriage. So he goes to ask her parents. He takes them to fucking Roscoe's. They yeah. say in the movie it's South Central, but it's actually the Roscoe's in Hollywood, Hollywood on Sunset. Yeah. And I realized the Sunset and Gower, and I know that one because it's the not that good one. Um, but he's but anyway, so they're at the Roscoe's in Hollywood, even though they're claiming it's South Central. Uh, and mind you, there's other restaurants and there are black-owned restaurants in South LA that they could have actually gone to that are delicious. I don't know why they chose that, and they could have gone to anywhere. Just well, you know, Roscoe's is. Is is how you show black people that you're down. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what's so funny when I was doesn't in matter college, what Roscoe's is, right? It could be Roscoe's in fucking Palmdale. As long as it's Roscoe's, that's how you show black people that you're down. <laughs> that's probably true. And I think I, I think when I was in college, some white folks took me to Roscoe's, and I was like, oh, I'm like I've only been here like once or twice in my life. <laughs> I yeah, didn't like, even think about f- it. I didn't, I forgot Roscoe's even existed at that point because I only been to like only been a couple times. But I mean, I like Roscoe's. It's cool, but that's not so where places. every black person in L.A. go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fuck with it. Uh, I fuck with the one. Actually, the one I went to was not even. Is the one that's actually in South Central, the one where they kill. Um, oh, P and B Rock. Yeah, that's actually yeah. the one that's that I actually go to. Um, that's the one they say don't go to. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah. So that was weird. Like that was racist in itself. But okay, that was the other thing that bothered me about the movie. Like all these things that were coming up in their relationship, they never actually addressed. They never address it. They just like ignore it and i'm just like so you have all these issues you're pretending like it's just okay so let's skip ahead so at some point the parents meet each other each other's parents meet they have a dinner and eddie murphy by the way is a you know strong noi nation of islam Mm -hmm. to the point where he has a 
kufi or crown. Yeah, he got a kufi on. <laughs> uh, given to him by Louis Farrakhan himself. He's very proud of it. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus at some point accidentally sets it on fire, which I right. knew was going to happen. I don't. I yeah. predicted it like a motherfucker. I was like, oh, something happens to that kufi because he's talking about it too much. And Julia is that's her brand of comedy is doing. Yeah, something, you know. Even going back to Seinfeld. Yeah, literally. That's like her whole brand of comedy, Um, which she's good at. I have not qualms with it, but it was all predictable, you know? Yeah. Um, And so at at, at that point, it was like the the parents aren't getting getting along. They don't like each other, but they kind of blame the issues in their relationship on the parents not getting along, which I kind of that rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. So I was like, but you already have these racist issues in your relationship. Y'all just weren't talking about them. And by the way, throughout the whole movie, they never get addressed. They never get resolved. They literally pin the whole thing on the parents, the entire yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, at one point, Eddie Murphy, each of them go out with the other parent. So uh, Lauren London hangs out with Ezra's mom. Lauren London's character hangs out with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And Eddie Murphy hangs out with... With David Duchovny? Jonah Hill. No, Or Jonah Hill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, they go to all the Black spots. Eddie right. Murphy takes them to all the black stereotype, stereotypical spots. Now, that's just, but this is active listeners. We can't hear them, but I know you're already thinking. If you haven't seen the movie, you probably already guessed where they went. Where did they go? <laughs> <laughs> just guess. Let's just take a wild guess. Help them out, Kenny. Where did they go? No, 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 no. I want. I wish there was a comment section <laughs> so that every, so they could type in there where where they where they think they went. Where did Eddie Murphy take him? Take Jonah Hill on their he day out. Tell them where they went. They went to basketball court. <laughs> where else did they go, Kenny? Tell them where else they went. What other black locations did oh uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Eddie Murphy take over. Jonah Hill to? Oh my God! This is see. This is the thing that. <laughs> and what what where what park did they go to? Rogers Park in Inglewood. <laughs> they went to play basketball. At Rogers Park in Inglewood, which doesn't even look like that anymore. It's not like a bunch of niggas out there playing basketball like that. Like, oh, at this point, this is when I tuned you ain't out. Seen, and you ain't seen Ned Latino the entire time. Still ain't seen a LA. Mexican. <laughs> Mind still. you, I live in the blackest district in LA, and we still have at least half Latinos out here. Like, This is where I tuned out. This is where I turned the TV <laughs> down, and I stopped oh. wanting to listen to it. Oh, What was the other location they went to, Kenny? You forgot the name I, I the forgot. other black... What, what else could where else could they have possibly gone that's the blackest spot that you take a black where you were, if you want to take somebody where else would you take them if i had to guess yeah if i had to, and i'm just if i had to guess as an outsider black person who has been to la plenty of times but i'm gonna just i'm gonna take some guesses not just they, la any if you just take if you take in somebody someplace you say i'm gonna take i'm gonna take this person to a black a black man spot strip club that was later yeah but no the barbershop the barbershop. The, yeah. The Crip yeah. barbershop, apparently. Yeah. There's no such yeah. thing as a Crip barbershop, by the way. I've never heard of a Crip barbershop. <laughs> he takes Jonah Hill to the hood in a red hoodie to a quote unquote Crip barbershop. And, and that was kind of like a, and and, th- and this is the thing that cracked me up about that, because this is what they were trying to do. I can tell you what they were trying to do. What Eddie, what Eddie Murphy's character thought would be a good idea for him to do. Now, he, you know, he didn't want to get him killed. Right. But he wanted to test him. You know what I mean? Because you're gonna date my black daughter. Okay, well, come on over here. I'm gonna show you where the hood is. You know what I'm saying? And and then what they do is what they end up doing with that type of stuff, excuse me, they build on that as if that was some type of bonding. Now they like each other because he was whether he was willing to withstand from the brothers. 
You know what I'm saying? And he was able to handle himself. You know what I'm saying? It's, that's the type of thing that they do. That's the, that's the type of writing that they put in this movie or, or, or movies like this where, okay, look, if you don't want nobody white dating your daughter, just say so. But instead, you bond with them going down the road by testing them and putting them through things like Bernie Mac in uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with uh, Ashton Kutcher. Oh, remember I that? that? I didn't watch that shit. Uh, I wouldn't have even watched this shit. I wouldn't have watched well, you. Well, if you ever watch and this, now, I didn't like the movie either, but Bernie Mac is way funnier in that movie than Eddie Murphy is in this movie. And it's not that Bernie Mac was pro-black or nothing like that. He was just like, who the hell is this white boy? That right. was his whole thing. Who the hell is this white boy? And so eventually they start finding that, okay, you know what? He ain't that bad. And that's what, that's what they were doing with the barbershop and the basketball court. Because look, if this is somebody you don't want to be bothered with, you ain't going nowhere with them. Right. If you don't, regardless if you want your daughter, it, look, because I know people that's done this before. If they don't want their kids dating someone, whether it's because of race or because the person is just a piece of shit, they just be like, I'm out of it. If you, we, I don't approve, but if you want to deal with it, you on your own. Instead, Eddie Murphy's taking this dude to the barbershop and taking him to play basketball and all this other type of stuff. Now, of course, I know this is a movie. I get it. They have to, you know, try to. Well, I don't even think you should not bother them. I think you should make them uncomfortable. Yeah. I think that was his whole point. It was like, let's make him as uncomfortable as possible. Try to scare him, you know, show that he's scared of black people. It was really just a bunch of bullshit. But he goes up going to the basketball court and being a star because, he, of course, he knows the culture. You know, he yeah. knows black, quote unquote, yeah. black culture. So he he starred the basketball court. Of course. Um, and then for Lauren London, she's hanging out with Julia Lewis-Dreyfus, um, Ezra's mom, Jonah Hill's mom in the movie. And they go, you know, driving and listening to music and oh oh if I, if we skipped that part with eddie murphy he tries to get uh jonah hill to say nigga yeah he tries to get him to say what's the song they're playing um niggas in paris and you're trying to get jonah hill to say the name of the say song the, say the name of the song yeah um so anyway joan uh julia lewis Dreyfus Dreyfus is driving with uh lauren london and they're listening to like audrey day <laughs> <That's> so corny <laughs> uh, then they go to the spa and uh they go to the spa and She's trying to get service at the spa. And then I guess the lady's like, hold on. She's on a call. Uh, the, the the customer service person's like, you know, hold on. I'll be right with you because she's on a call. And uh, someone walks in and says good morning and walks right past they get, them. They get served first. Yeah. She let it though. She just walks past and walks into the spa. Yeah. And then Julia Lewis Dreyfus character just starts going off. because She's trying to say you're doing this because uh, this girl's black or whatever. She really turns into an ally right there only to find out that the girl that walked by was a person that works at the spa right uh <laughs> so uh it's just she's trying to show that she's you know down or whatever so it, it's it's just you know they're trying to it's just it, it was real cheesy uh but they're trying to show you know i guess julia is trying her best to bond she's you know a nice white lady of course uh laura linda's character is like over it because she's just doing too much um Try to think what else happens in the movie. Oh, then we move forward to okay, they're gonna go ahead and get married. They go to their respective uh bachelorette bachelor parties, um, which are both destination events. Right. Somehow Eddie Murphy is with them. He him and his son, I guess, go with them to the bachelor party. The bachelor party, yeah. Which is at a strip club in yeah. Vegas where he finds out. Uh, Jonah Hill's character does a lot of coke. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was that was interesting. That was another missed opportunity for comedy. The friends could have been hilarious. Yeah, missed yeah. opportunity for for more funny. 
uh, it wasn't as funny as it could have been. The comedy was he does coke. Yeah, and that That's the dude comedy. was just yeah. and his coke dealer shows up. He's like, hey, he does so much coke. And they just kept doing it. I'm like, okay, we get the point. It's not funny anymore. Uh, but I, again, missed opportunities for really funny didn't didn't land. Um, Julia Louis Dreyfus character is on is at the bachelorette party. Of course, she's she's doing too much with all the black girls who of were course. on the trip. She's like, oh, I love your hair. She ends up actually snatching off somebody's wig. Of course, um, more cheesiness. Just it was just this was a way. This was a this movie was a way for white people and black people to make fun of each other, right? But then also at the same time, quote unquote, understand each other's culture when really there was no culture to understand. We didn't even see any culture. It was just black people and white people meeting each other. Right. That's all it was. And how awkward it was. Almost like xenophobia. Like how awkward they were with each other. You know what I mean? But when you think about it, though, if they were around people that look like them, they would act awkward and act weird. You know what I mean? Eddie Murphy being super duper pro-black and, you know, all the eccentric, if you want to say he was very eccentric. I don't even know if he would get along with any regular black people. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because look at his kids. It was just the whole thing. I I, I was just baffled by how not good it was because I never once... Saw any ro- and like I said, it wasn't romantic. I never no. saw how they got along. I never saw what they liked in each other. I never saw them address any of their issues. Because when you think of a, a movie, let's just take out the comedy part, right? Whenever you have a movie about a couple or romance, even if it's the issues are outside of the couple, you still see the characters grow and learn and understand or something. There was nothing because we never saw any baseline for them to begin with. There was right. nothing for them to grow or learn from. They like they'll they'll talk about something slightly. Like she does highlight, like you know, he's like, "Oh, you didn't get this." She wanted she apply for some job to um, design or to style some movie or whatever. Right? She doesn't get it. At first, they thought she went to Harvard. They found out she went to Howard. First of all, nobody gives a fuck if you went to Harvard right. to style a fucking movie for costume design because Harvard is not known for costume design in film anyway. It's not like she said she went to USC or UCLA or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or, or New York. It was why NYU they, why, or why something. Why didn't name an HBCU? Right. Who, they don't give a fuck if you... Have you styled before or something? Yeah. Like, they don't give a fuck if you... Oh, you went to Howard? Nobody, cares. Nobody gives a shit if you went to Howard. You, can't you style the fucking movie? Like, that was really unrealistic. But anyway, she comes home. She's upset because she didn't get the job. She feels like it's because she's black and went to Howard or whatever, right? So she's trying to talk to... Um, her man about it, Jonah Hill. He's like, "Oh, I can, I got connections. I can get you a job somewhere, or whatever." And she's like, "You know, don't you understand? Like, you can't just try to fix it. So my world doesn't work like your world, or whatever the fuck." Now she so, wants to recognize her blackness and right, you know. Yeah. But even if you do, even to me, it was like they still never resolved the problem. Like they never really addressed the fact that they have race issues. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they even talk about like how he said something about her dad being angry or whatever. And she was like, you call him that an angry black? Like, they never even actually address the real issues of race at all in their relationship. They yeah. never address it. They never actually resolve it. They don't talk about how they get through it. They don't talk about any of the things that help you grow as a couple. Nothing. Well, this is the thing. For the person that wrote this movie, because I'm looking at his biography, I can see why. You know what I'm saying? Because for a lot of these people, a lot of these, I call them uh, Black Lives Matter TV people. For a lot of these Black Lives Matter TV people, race isn't an issue unless it's about dating. But even in dating, it's only race is only an issue if you're not allowed to date somebody who's not the same race as you. That's the only time race matters. So this person, Kenya Barris from Inglewood, okay, um, he's not from Ingle Watts, 
He's from Inglewood, just in case, just in case you want to know. He went to Clark Atlanta, so he went to an HBCU. Now he's the he's the guy that created um blackish, grownish, mixedish, and oldish. I didn't know there wasn't oldish. Uh, he also was a writer for that show, The Game, Girlfriends, and the show Soul Food. Now, all of those shows. <laughs> and he did Black AF. Yeah. They're canceled. all on BET. We know about BET and, and Viacom and the how surface when you talk about when you say when you call these shows black, very well, surface. I think Blackish was on ABC. Well, I'm just saying, like the game and soul food oh. and girlfriends, you know. Well, the game it, was on uh the CW. Yeah, first. but they're all on BET now. Oh, yeah. On the syndication. Uh, he also was a, a screenplay writer for the movie Shaft, the second Shaft, in 2019. Uh, yeah. He's doing uh, White Man Can't Jump, the new one. And it's a horrible, oh, my God, it looks so bad. It looks so bad. And he also was doing the biopic for Richard Pryor. He did America's so, Next Top Model, too. Yeah, so this is a, a surface <laughs> a surface Black person um, who goes by the name Kenya Yee Barris. Okay, whatever. Um, let me see. Uh, talk about his wife, blah blah blah. Yeah, he the, uh, none of the movies that he's a part of, and none of the uh the shows he's a part of, I would ever watch. Um, he did Barbershop, The Next Cut. I never seen it. Came out in 2016. Um, I don't even know if Ice Cube is in that one. Um, of course, Girlfriends. He was a part of that for eight years. America's Next Next Top Model. He's a part of that for from the beginning, 15 years. He was a part of Soul Food, the show. Listen up, the game, which I hated that show. Are we there yet? I so he definitely the game when it first came out. I thought it was like really that? good. When it first came out, I thought it was one of the best shows. Yeah. He was a part of a show called I Hate My Teenage Daughter, which I never heard of. He was a part of Blackish. It's a very terrible title for a show. Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish, Black AF, We the People, Intergalactic, and the Vince Staples show, which I, I didn't even know Vince Staples had a show. Well, it hasn't come out yet. It hasn't come out. I, I heard about that from people I know that work at Netflix. And honestly, Vince Staples to me is kind of corny too because he like gets online and says, "Man, Raekwon never had a great album." He'll just—he's a troll. He just trolls too much. Um, he does troll, but this is what corny. he'll do: he'll say the troll thing and then he'll back it up so it actually makes a little bit of sense. But he does the troll part first, and I think yeah, that's why it's I real him. corny. It's real corny, but you know, so he's this dude is not good at what he does. Like, there's oh, no nuance. Yeah, yeah, thought, he did Girls Trip. I thought Girls Trip was actually kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I thought that was mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Except for the part where they were peeing. That was mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad you put that out there because I was about to bring it up. That's but the part he... <laughs> that wasn't funny. I won't lie, that shit wasn't funny. He did Coming to America too. It was horrible. It was horrible. It just wasn't good. But I would say horrible. The second Coming to America was horrible. It wasn't good, but it wasn't horrible. Oh my God, I couldn't get that. Okay. Because you're, yeah, your standards are clearly very high. But just say horrible... It was, not good. Well, I yes. look at it. Look at it like I look at it like this. When you see the first coming to America, I'm not expecting you to be on that level. You're never gonna get to that level again for one reason. Well, a couple of reasons. Well, one, you waited too damn long to make the second one. Okay, because a lot of the people in the movie from the original ones are haven't. They're not living anymore. Like the mom passed away years mm-hmm. ago, back in like '94, '97, or something like. She's she been passed away. Right. But you start adding people to the show that the movie that don't need to be there. The yeah. whole idea of Tracy Morgan and uh, it's just not good. Oh, I you know see. Yeah, they were definitely extra out. It was too extra. And it was almost like, again, much like this movie, a lot of product placement. You got this person in it, product placement. You got this thing in it, product placement. That's what was, was killing me about you people. Too much product placement. I, okay, look, Jonah Hill is a sneakerhead. I get it. All right. Okay. But that's not the movie, bro. Okay. It's not about him. 
The movie is not about him taking a bite of the apple of black culture. So it was the same thing with the second coming to America. Why is Rick Ross in that damn movie? (laughs) I like Wesley Snipes being in it because I like Wesley Snipes and I understand Wesley Snipes' connection to Eddie Murphy and just movies, period. Wesley Snipes to me is dope. But there was a lot going on in that movie that just didn't need to be there. I, I, I think my expectations were probably, I think my expectations were very low. So I think it wasn't as bad as I expected it to be. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It wasn't a good movie, but I wouldn't say it was like the worst. It, I think You People was definitely worse than Coming to America. Is is the second Coming to America a movie that you were watching in? No, I haven't okay. watched it again. It ain't a good movie then. <laughs> I said it wasn't good. I just didn't think it was horrible. horrible but this movie, me, damn strange, a movie that you were watching. You People in. is horrible. I would say yeah. Coming to America is not good. Yeah. If, if I was to rank them. Oh, if I was a, if I was to rank them, what I'm not watching either one of them again, and well, I didn't even no. get through the whole movie of you people. I didn't, <laughs> you didn't get finish it. Okay, let me I tell you not. what happens at the end. So, <laughs> spoiler. I tried. Um, I don't care if I spoil it for you guys. You guys shouldn't watch that garbage anyway. But um, yes, yeah, spoilers, please. Um, so in the end, essentially, I don't know where you got dropped off at. So they end up having the engagement party at the engagement party. Uh, basically. Lauren London and, and uh, Jonah Hill's character realize that their parents are assholes and they don't want to go through with the wedding. So they break up uh, at the engagement party. Yeah. So I guess three months pass by. The parents somehow, each, the, the Eddie Murphy's character and the mother, Julia Lewis Dreyfus' character, they somehow at some point realize, oh, my kid is sad. I feel bad. They really love that person that they were with, even though that other person was a... Oh, by the way, Eddie Murphy does call out Ezra for being a culture vulture. Um, they both have some like moment of clarity, uh, either through another character. I forgot how Julia Lewis-Dreyfus has a her moment of clarity, but uh, Mike Epps is in uh, the movie, and Mike Epps gives Eddie Murphy his moment of clarity, saying that he basically was really hard on, on Man, Ezra. And tripping, that type of thing. Yeah, but he really wasn't hard on... Jonah. I mean, Jonah Hill is a fucking cocaine culture vulture. I didn't think he yeah, was wrong. a fucking drug addict, dude. Right. Um, and Julia Lewis-Dreyfus is a fucking racist liberal white bitch. I yeah. really didn't think that was wrong either. So <laughs> I don't think anybody, I don't think they should be together. Um, but whatever. So the parents feel bad. So that somehow they basically concoct a situation where that also makes no sense. The kids get together. Julia, I'm oh, not Julia, Lauren London and Jonah Hill end up meeting up together that the parents orchestrated. And not only do they meet up, they basically meet up and the parents organized their weddings. They have a surprise wedding. Right. <laughs> Everybody's there. It's all decorated. And they have a surprise wedding. Uh, nobody's, but mind you, they're not actually dressed for a wedding. Um, They go into the wedding and they get married and they have a CGI kiss. Yeah. Uh, that they never actually kissed. That's how unromantic this movie was. They don't even fucking kiss. They didn't even have any connection. There no. was no connection. Yeah. There's no romance. How do you have a fucking romantic comedy and no romance? What? And we've seen a lot of uh, romantic comedies where they'll like, you know, especially back in the day where the people would go on Jay Leno or uh, David Letterman and they would talk about, so the connection between you and, you know, was, uh, I don't know, Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Brad Pitt wow. or some shit. Oh yeah, you know, it, you know, it was great, and you know, there's this one time when he was naked, and blah blah blah, and you can tell that there's a connection there. You know, they always used to do that. You can't do that with this movie because there's nothing there. Well, and even if you can't, at least be so funny that we forget about that part, like Meet yeah. the Fockers or something, or what's yeah. that? What's that movie? Uh, not Meet the Fockers. 
what's it called before Meet the Fockers? Oh, I forgot. Meet the whatever. Meet the, meet the parents. Meet the parents. There you meet go. Meet the parents. That shit is so funny. You forget about the romantic comedy part. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's so funny. You and this is the thing. If you wanted to, and this is my thing, because people started talking about it turned into this stupid conversation about could a dude like Jonah Hill pull a Lauren London? I don't give a fuck personally. If you but write it the, in the fucking script, we wouldn't have these discussions. We wouldn't have to I, have this discussion. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you just took the words right out of my mouth. If you put it in the script, we wouldn't have to have Twitter conversation. We ain't doing it, but I'm just saying other people having these Twitter conversations about attraction and interracial dating and black men are hating because Jonah Hill got Lauren London. And then it turned into, well, Lauren London was dating a gang member. And so if she was going to date a gang member, how come Jonah Hill couldn't get her? Like, what? What? That's and I hate it's when you reduce, out of control. don't reduce Nip down to just being a gang member when you don't know what the well, fuck you're talking about. Well, that's a whole that's other how, conversation that I don't want to get into. But that's how Twitter, really that's how people on Twitter, Twitter's full of arrogant Negroes. So well, that's how Twitter shit. has conversations about other black people. Nipsey Hussle was reduced to just being a gang member because they were mad because people were saying the romantic connection didn't exist between Jonah Hill and Lauren London. So then all of a sudden they spins out of control. And of course, in in typical Negro fashion, we start hating on dead people and hating on dead black people. Nipsey wasn't nothing but a gang member anyway. And her other boyfriend was uh, her other baby daddy was Lil Wayne. So why couldn't Jonah Hill get her? And then it just turns into a bunch of garbage. You know what I'm saying? And that's when I tuned out. It it doesn't make any sense because... For one thing, you're talking about Lauren London, who's an actual person, yeah, versus a character written in a movie. Thank you, but these people think that if you think, if you think, put it this way, if we know that they think Twitter is real, we know <laughs> that they think these imaginary relationships are real because they live <laughs> vicariously through other people's relationships all the time. That's a so good point. the quote unquote swirler community, they're going to be taken up for Jonah Hill. And the and the dudes that can't stand black women, they're gonna be mad, and you know it's it's always this personal weirdness. That's this a weird good point. Personal shit where people start living vicariously through other people's relationships. Like when recently, and I don't care because I believe her and her husband are annoying, but people are mad about Sierra because she's making songs for uh, talking about you don't need no man, but she's married to Russell Wilson living in a mansion. I, I didn't hear her say you don't need no man. Did she say that? Or they I don't know what she, she said. said I don't care. She I don't think. Said, I don't think Sierra's very said, talented. This is so my ladies get in the bag, and somehow yeah, they turned it into whatever she said. It's entertainment. I don't care that. what she said because I know it's not real. But right. these people turn it into something that doesn't that doesn't need to exist, and that's where it, it just goes haywire after that. You know what I mean? So it was the same thing for the discourse between the Jonah Hill, Lauren London, uh, con- just, uh conversation. Which what cracked me up was that these silly Negroes was able to sit through the whole damn movie. To even have this conversation. How did you sit through this movie? Man, I only sat through this movie because of Danny on Instagram who said she wanted to watch this shit. And I I didn't even... First of all, I was almost about to get mad because I didn't think anybody on Champagne Sharks was going to watch this movie so we could could have this conversation. I was like, I can't believe I sat through that shit and ain't nobody else watched this shit. You watched watched it before we did. I saw the previews for it. I saw Eddie Murphy and I said, hmm... This might be interesting, but then I saw an extended trailer on YouTube, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. No, I wasn't going to watch it at all. My mom was watching part of it um, at her. I was at my mom's house, and she was watching it, and she couldn't even finish it. And I watched, like, part of it at her house, and I was like, Ma, this is terrible. I'm leaving. I'm going home. And I asked her later what she thought of it. She said, I couldn't finish it. And I was like, see, you can even finish this shit. No. Just this shit. I'm the only dummy that finished it because I was trying to. <laughs> I'm trying to be, you know, thorough for our podcast, 
and you ain't even finished the shit. And the Look, other two members ain't even watched the shit. So they ain't, they ain't, and they ain't gonna watch it. I know they not. They ain't gonna watch it. This is the he thing. Told us he was reading a book. T said, I'm reading a book. He's probably reading the Bible. Knowing him. I don't know what he's reading. Shit. The thing about it is what the only thing that really bothers me these days, and 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 I'm I'm taking up for my elders. Um, I'm tired of the way people keep depicting older black people. You know what I'm saying? People that are my parents' age, or well, your parents' age too. My dad's 64 years old. You know what I'm saying? So my mom is 61. Like, I'm tired of the way they keep depicting black people as either didn't do anything for anybody or so out of touch that they just don't know anything. You know, and this is the thing. I work at a school. I work with kids, right? 1,600 kids. One thing I've I've recognized and one thing, I'm not a hypocrite. I always tell kids this. I remember what it was like being 17 yesterday. And what I noticed is I know how to meet them where they're at. And a lot of elderly people, older people know how to meet young people where they are. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you they make it like these people are just decrepit, don't know anything. And Martin Luther King was alive four, 450 years ago. Basically, Martin Luther King didn't exist unless you want to talk about him cheating on his wife, allegedly. Right. Um, Malcolm X didn't exist unless you want to talk about him allegedly being gay. That's where we're at now. And it's always it's always this negative thing talking about elderly or older black. I almost keep saying elderly, but older black people. That they're so out of touch and they're too radical. And they're too now, these are these, and this is being depicted by the same people that sit up here talking about we not our ancestors. You goddamn right, you're not your ancestors. Your ancestors were whooping ass. And y'all not doing that. Y'all out here being salt bought and sold out, or when you're getting your head whooped on, you want to record it talking about look what they're doing to us. You know what I'm saying? You're not your ancestors. That's my problem. So when I seen that depiction of the way they tried to make Eddie Murphy and his wife just very out of touch super pro-black, even though they live in Baldwin Hills. You know what I'm saying? So you give them the attitude of black folks that live in South Central, in, you know, real South Central, but right. they also live in Baldwin Hills. So you're calling them fake. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're not even giving them the respect for having... I'm not saying that they should be living, you know, in Watts and the fucking Jordan Down projects. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is you got to at least give them some type of... Where's the middle ground here? Like I said before, they always depict black folks in LA as either living... Very, very upper middle class or living around the roaches in the projects in Watts. Which, yeah. as far as I just saw a video, projects don't even exist anymore in Watts. I will say, honestly, and I've said this before, and I have my critiques of the show. The only show that I think that's done a really good job of depicting Black people in L.A. is uh, Issa Rae's show. Yeah. That was the only one. Because that pretty much gives you the middle ground. Black houses, a regular house, what the broke, where the broke Black people live. Right. Where black people with money live, where the people who are working in between class. live, working class. Like if I would say that's probably the oh, the most accurate depiction well, you know, working of black, class, LA. black people don't exist in the minds of a lot of black people in Hollywood. Working class yeah. black people don't exist. You're either really, really doing really, really well, or you so goddamn poor you gotta commit crimes and you smoke crack <laughs> and you're going to jail and you're gang banging and you know you're standing on the corner all day. It, it was like that 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 uh show, I don't even know if it's coming back on anymore because that guy committed suicide. Um, what was it called? The bus down. You know what I'm saying? They just depict black people as just being shiftless, you know what I'm saying? Just raggedy. You know what I mean? It's like, and if you're not that, well, then you must be doing really, really well. Like, no, dude, there's a whole and majority of black people are working class. All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good. <laughs>